1: Welcome back to Screen Talk, Emmy edition. Uh, The votes are in. 26,000 strong members of the TV Academy. I mean, I don't know how many of them actually voted. Um, And this year we were, I'm gonna talk to Libby Hill, our our awards editor, I'm Ann Thompson, the editor at large, um, about what were some of the things we expected to happen And what were some of the surprises? And I have to tell you, I think there were many surprises. This is not the typical Emmys.
0: It is not the typical Emmys. It was a good batch of nominees. I was pretty happy with them, although the snubs and surprise, some of the snubs and surprises were far more devastating than others. but overall, I was happy with the uh, the amount of turnover we had in the categories.
1: Well, remind people there were some series that simply weren't in the running at all, like Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale.
0: Well, that, that yes and no Hel- that took gave away some spots. Well, sure, Big Little Lies uh, was not eligible. Its current season will be eligible next year, and its season one was previously already eligible and did very well at the Emmys. The Handmaid's Tale's current season that it's airing will not be eligible until next year. However, The Handmaid's Tale had 3 episodes held over from last season that were eligible at this year's Emmys and in fact did very well for the show. But you won't see it showing up in the in the major acting categories or in the drama series category because it was just like the lower individual awards that it was eligible for, including writing and directing. Interesting. That's true. It did not register. But it added, it was was counted for its network then. It was, and the most interesting thing about it is that The Handmaid's Tale is actually the second most recognized drama series on nomination morning. Like, it's Game of Thrones with 32, and then it's The Handmaid's Tale with 11, and there's no in-between.
1: Interesting. So, in fact, if Chernobyl got 19, it was in limited series, so it's not competing.
0: Exactly. Limited series did did bananas well as far as garnering a lot of nominations from Chernobyl to um, When They See Us, Fossey Verdon. That had 16. And when They See Us had 16. Fossey Verdon, I believe that's 17. Um, yeah, they, they were hauling them in. <laughs> well, let's look at let's look at the before we
1: get into the snubs and surprises. Let's look at the actual tallies. That number you just cited for Game of Thrones is a major record. No, no single series
0: has ever gotten that many nominations never, at once. Never, never. And it wasn't even close. They blew it out of the water. The previous record holder was the first season of NYPD Blue in 1994, got 27 nominations, and. Game of Thrones just completely destroyed that. What is interesting is that Game of Thrones had never before beaten that record. So not only was it beating NYPD Blue, it was also in a way beating itself. So one of the trends that I noticed is that the shows that
1: were clearly... I mean, there's no question. I mean, it was funny. I was listening to our... uh, former IndieWire colleague Michael Schneider who works at Variety now talking about how you know he he wondered if the fact that people didn't like Game of Thrones this season and that's by the way Twitter talk and critics it's really not reflecting the TV Academy at large but he was wondering if it would hurt the show I mean clearly the show wasn't was one of the most popular shows ever because it you can see that all these people got nominated in all the small categories right people mm-hmm. like Alfie Allen, I mean people like Gwendolyn Christie, uh, I mean people like even Reese Van Houten, unbelievable. And even and even, you know, uh, Sophie Turner, I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. knock each other out. They all got nominated. No. Or, you know, Maisie Williams. They got nominated.
0: Absolutely. Now, this I think was what a lot of the networks feared was going to happen in Game of Thrones final season. So, I don't know how much is causation versus correlation things like the handmaid's tale this entire season things like the crown they missed this emmy cycle which meant that game of thrones was missing a lot of its major competition that it has previously faced so that means there were a lot of gaps in those acting categories where typically you would see elizabeth moss you would see You know the cast of the Crown popping up in those acting and supporting acting categories. That's why you see down ballot Handmaid's Tale still filling into those categories where it typically would, but it's not there up ballot. Right, right, right.
1: Well, so so, but I also see something like um, when they see us. Um, which was a really well watched show. Netflix, you know, raved about the numbers that they got for, for viewership. Um, uh, Ava DuVernay's series, it was so good. This is a limited series again. It was emotional, it was incredibly well wrought, but who would have expected eight acting nominations?
0: I didn't either. And the second they started with those categories, when they started with those limited series acting categories, and I will tell you what it was, Jarell Jerome show, showed up, and then they switched to limited uh, limited series, I think, supporting actress, and it was a whole slew of actors from When They See Us, and that's when you know, okay, this is going to have a huge day.
1: In Lee, Nisi Nash, mm-hmm. uh, John John Ellis. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I I can't I these are people that many people may not even know who they are and there they are.
0: So they're not coast that that's something. They're not coasting on name recognition. No. That is purely from that series and their performance in that series, and it's really remarkable and it's really heartening, honestly. It's deserved. Absolutely,
1: yeah. No, I was happy to see it, but it, it, it's true that, that they tended to sort of eat up a lot of the space that was available, right? These right, shows. Um, so HBO beat out Netflix in the end. Um, they you did. had a bet with I Ben Travers who won that bet.
0: I destroyed Ben in that <laughs> bet. We had a very, 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 very friendly bet about who would reign supreme for overall nominations today. And thanks to the heftiness of Game of Thrones nominations, I handily beat Ben. Uh, HBO got 137 nominations today to Netflix's 117, um, which is incredibly five more nominations than Netflix got last year. And I believe 29 more than HBO got last year. So you can see like, specifically the difference a game of thrones and a veep makes in a season so they were missing uh, the, the the other
1: show that they were missing now you're going to have to edit this is so terrible
0: the, the, the westworld westworld yeah yeah absolutely so so what you have there is they had veep hbo had veep which they didn't last year Game of Thrones had 22 nominations. So they got an extra 10 nominations there. They got nine nominations from Veep, but they're down because they don't have the dozens of nominations that Westworld got last season. Um, Westworld should be back, I believe, for next season's competition. So H- HBO is hoping they can pick up that ground again.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to hear that that, uh, the the, the AT&T owner lost points on Wall Street today after the Emmy nominations, presumably because they know there is no more Game of Thrones. It's the final season. It's all downhill from here. So Kit Harington now looks like more of a favorite to win... Leading actor, the first time he's been nominated in that category. It
0: does, he does. And he's never won. He does, and he doesn't, is what I will say about that. I think this finally may be Bob Odenkirk's year from Better Call Saul. Uh, What is it, his sixth year or something? Something ridiculous. uh, He's been nominated for this character both on... No, no, it's his fourth. Right. It's his fourth. Both on Breaking Bad and on... But he was before that on Breaking Bad. Right, right. And Better Call Saul... I do think that this is the year he gets in. I think that Kit's win is his nomination. Um, I think exactly because he's never been nominated before. It was sort of a, uh, let's, let's nominate the cast of Game of Thrones. And then they just nominated everyone. <laughs> but I, I could absolutely be wrong. I really did not see Game of Thrones p- pulling down this many nominations and breaking that 30 nomination threshold that seemed so impossible.
1: It was also dominating the craft categories against Chernobyl. So HBO, those two, they're not in the same, they're going to be in the craft categories fighting with each other.
0: Right. But that's something Game of Thrones is used to. That's absolutely what it faced last year with Westworld. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, so
1: one of the snubs that I was most upset about, honestly, was Richard Madden for Bodyguard. Now, I didn't know that that Bodyguard was going to get in, but I was
0: positive
1: that Richard Madden was going to get in.
0: Yeah. What happened? I have no idea what happened there. I don't know how you view Bodyguard as a series without Richard Madden. I don't know what that logical sense without Richard Madden. And it is offensive to me as a Game of Thrones fan to think of okay, Kit Harrington being nominated over Richard Madden, even There's if it is really a completely no different show. Yeah. Well, um, though
1: Kit gets it for the whole year, you know, well, all yeah, eight for, seasons. Exactly.
0: And I, I just don't. I don't know what happened there. I, um, I was sitting there and I was thinking. Honestly, I think a big part of it is that there was more room in the acting categories than there was in the series categories. The series had more holes in it. You don't have The Crown. You don't have Handmaid's Tale, like we discussed. It would be easier to get in there. That's why we see Pose in there when Pose didn't have really the the acting support either outside of Billy Porter. But... Bodyguard getting in series and then getting in acting or getting in writing and then not getting in anywhere else is bananas to me I have no idea how that happens I guess the main
1: thing one could argue because this does happen is that there are certain shows that I don't know how to say this that the critics love that you talk about with your friends But maybe the big bulk of the TV Academy some of these British shows a brand new show a show Mm -hmm. that hadn't been around for a while Sure, it's vulnerable,
0: right, right Absolutely. That's the only
1: thing I can come up with to That's, explain that. You
0: know, it's really the only thing I can see, too. Like, I'm just looking at that category. And the thing is, he just ran... There wasn't much turnover in that lead actor category. Jason Bateman, previously nominated, I believe. Sterling K. Brown, yes, previously absolutely. nominated. Bodenkirk. Vento uh um, Yeah,
1: no, all of them were nominated before. Yeah,
0: so there just wasn't... The room, especially with Kit riding the Game of Thrones wave, that's what it was. Has always been that has always been the closest thing to a sure thing from Pose. Absolutely, absolutely right. It was just too stacked.
1: Okay. The other big uh, overlooked series was Homecoming. Yeah. That surprised me. I Julia will, Roberts too.
0: Yeah. And and they had the They were well reviewed. The TV Academy had had such a love affair with Sam Esmail's work previously with Mr. Robot, um Rami Malek. I think I was, again, I was Ben and I were discussing this this morning over coffee and I was worried about Homecoming. Number one because Amazon hasn't historically done the best with their shows. They had a really Outstanding year this year. Maisel had twenty they nominations. Did fine with Maisel. Uh, Helped by a lot of other awards groups. Right. Fleabag did way overperformed. It was great. Uh, but, happy about that. Yes, very happy about that. But the TV Academy does not love shows that play with time <laughs> with time lengths in categories they do not understand. They don't go for thirty minute dramas. And that's, they liked
1: Russian Doll. They did, but that
0: is a comedy.
1: Yeah, and, and that's dramas. the thing. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, they 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 can't handle it. They can't handle thirty minute dramas. They can't or they can't handle thirty minute dramas. They don't like one hour comedies. They just have no patience for it. I think that was Homecoming's downfall. I think it had great critical acclaim. I don't know if anyone watched it. The buzz certainly wasn't that compared to the flea bag, compared to Russian doll.
1: Alright, so another snub, another notable snub that I wasn't surprised by at all was mm-hmm. Catch Twenty Two, same deal. Right. Where you just didn't have any buzz for it. No. As well as people like George Clooney, and I think they did a lovely job with it. It was still not something people were talking about around the water cooler. No,
0: they weren't. And I and I don't know what happened. I you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I don't know why that didn't take off, but it just it wasn't the right time for it, I think. It's kind of old-fashioned. A little bit. It was kind In of a In a way throw that back. I
1: respect, but many others may not. Of course. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's one of those things. I agree. So one thing that I noticed that has nothing to do with snubs um, is, is that there was a list of movie stars who actually per- got their very first per- Emmy nominations, and, and that includes Amy Adams. Which I'm so happy for. Sharp Objects. It includes Paul Dano mm-hmm. for Escape at Dannemore and Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette had been nominated before she got to. She very proud of her. She was
0: nominated for her work legitimately on television. Thank she you very much. She was a much. TV star. She's been
1: a TV star for a long time. And then you have uh, someone like Emily Watson and oh, yes. um, Stellan Skarsgård yes. for Chernobyl who are on, the, on the, uh, the movie list. Hugh Grant, his first, yes. his very first nomination. Yes. That is um, lovely. I'm glad he managed to make it in um, for the Very English Scandal. Um, who else? Sam well, Rockwell, Sam and, Michelle Rockwell and
0: Michelle Williams. Yes, yes. Uh, that was very, I was very happy. I'm a big Fosse-Verdon person. So Me
1: too. That
0: was very exciting to see. But yeah, there were a lot. Um, there's, there's always a, a good healthy crop of movie stars uh, showing up. At the at the Emmy nominations because they're doing good great work obviously but also because limited series is becoming such a deep totally. category. When I talked to Hugh Grant about that, he said that it, you know you can do that. You can come right. in, waltz in, waltz out, and you're right. good. You're done. Exactly, exactly. So so, so yeah, it's um, TV continues to be a very fertile place for actors to come, do sort of a, a short little stint and then move on.
1: What are some of the uh, other notable snubs and surprises that you wrote about today?
0: I was heartbroken, honestly, um, over Deadwood's reception. It did great on the lower text. It ended up getting eight overall nominations. It didn't break through in the acting categories, but the real... And it did get a nomination for a TV movie. Yeah, it landed there. It did, but it did not... uh, It did not garner. The actors got snubbed. The the actors got snubbed, which is fair because limited series—they compete against limited series—and that was so deep. But but there
1: wasn't a great performance, and in a weird way, they were all riffing off of their old performances.
0: But the real, the real snub there is in David Milch not getting nominated for writing.
1: That's
0: shocking. That's shocking, and it's heartbreaking because that's not going to happen again. There will not be another opportunity because for Because his
1: mind is deteriorating. Exactly,
0: because he is a, a, he's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, this script, a milch script, will not come again to the Emmys. And I do think that that is something they will regret down the line.
1: I'm so sorry to hear. I did not realize that. Yeah.
0: there. That's the thing about this exciting crop of nominees is that there's a lot to be enthusiastic about. like. Flea Bag getting five acting nominees. Absolutely, Fiona Shaw, this this uh, legacy actress, getting not just her first, but her first two, two Emmy nominations for Killing Eve as well. Her, yes, for her Phoebe Waller Bridge performances in Killing Eve and in Flea Bag. There's so much to be excited about, but there are these little these little heartbreaks in there, like uh, Pamela Adlin's Better Things falling out. Pamela Adlon was she tainted? She wasn't. She was nominated for actress last year. The show seemed, or uh, was it last last season? The show seemed on the verge. It This season, despite it maybe being the best season of the show so far, just couldn't pick up any heat. It's that buzz thing we're talking about. No matter how much I loved it, or Ben loved it, or critics loved it, it just didn't pick up speed anywhere. And I don't know why, because as we've seen, I believe, as you wrote about, and I'm, that I'm planning on catching up with, the Emmys really embraced these these multi-talented creators. They Bill they, Hader for Barry. Bill
1: Hader writing, directing, and starring. And, right. In exe- effect, the executive producer. Right. Phoebe, and then Natasha Leon.
0: Natasha Leon, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. These uh, creators that are filling multiple roles on the show. That's what Adlin's doing on Better Things. She is lead actress. She is. The only director she is working in a very small writers room um so it did break my heart a little bit that she she was not able to keep that momentum up here um the category was soft judging by how much turnover there was and and it just it just got lost in the cracks. I was sorry that Native
1: Son, the TV film that showed at Sundance, and did, yes. it was a discovery of a major young director. It had incredible acting. It was gorgeous.
0: And I just have this very strong sense that nobody saw it, Yeah, finally. Yeah, and I feel that way about about several of those. Like, OG was not, didn't get any, um, that start Jeffrey, right? Like, there were a lot of movies that just didn't get in there and I'm I'm not sure why but what I wrote today is is it, it really felt this year like if TV Academy voters saw it they voted for it and if they voted for it they voted for it in every category yeah and um, if they didn't see it they didn't vote for it if they didn't hear about it they didn't vote for it it just um
1: some of the old tried and trues it went both ways for example I was surprised First of all, I was surprised that, that, that um, I shouldn't have been because everybody predicted it, but I thought, you know, does, does Milo Ventimiglia really need to get another nomination? No, he does not. You know, I, I, thought, I mean, Sterling K. Brown, yes, I'm, I'm there, but I for This Is Us, I, I'm fine. But he, I, I didn't think, so, and I, honestly, Viola Davis, again, I love her, of course, oh, of course I love her, but last year she didn't get nominated, and I, I don't get it These... why she'd come back now.
0: And that's it. That there's this inertia that that yeah. the, the academy falls into its comfort when it doesn't when it's not sure what to do nominates people it's already nominated. I thought that This Is Us was softer this year. I thought it was vulnerable. Um, I also felt that about so Blackish I, actually. I
1: felt and that black-ish about Blackish didn't get nominated and
0: it didn't get nominated. So it's 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 nice. It's in a way it is uh, gratifying to see where your gut kind of pays off and where your guts kind of like oh no like they are they are set on giving. This is us. Seven to eight to nine <laughs> nominations every season. It's on the air, um, and and even if that's for Mandy Moore. Which now,
1: most of these shows are coming from you know pretty big players. I was very surprised,
0: finally, and glad that they they put Pop TV's Schitt's Creek on the list. Yes, that was very exciting to see uh, for its fifth season, um, which aired this year which is incredible, but not surprising because in 2017, Schitt's Creek finally started streaming on Netflix, which meant that it went beyond the critical appeal. People could see it, people could tell their friends, more critics could watch it, and it sort of fed into this own hype cycle, um, which is now reaching its peak just in time for the, the series to air its final season next year and hopefully do even better at the Emmys next year. So judging, as we wrap
1: this up, uh, judging from some of the strong players here, we have to assume that Game of Thrones is going to dominate its category
0: yeah, right. it, it feels like they teed them up for a very Return of the King kind of night at the Oscars. Very good or at comparison. At least at the Creative Arts uh, <laughs> <M's>. Creative Arts Emmys, <laughs> excuse me.
1: Then Chernobyl would be the dominant player in the limited series, or or is it Ava? Do du- what? What do you think? I
0: think they're neck and neck. I think that Ava they Duver are already. gonna yeah. they are gonna fight it out. I would give Chernobyl the edge I a so. little bit because, and and it's a, for a weird reason, but because. Uh, when they see us has more nominees in those categories uh, fighting think, with each other exactly they may cancel each other out a little more which would be super unfortunate but it's a it's a reality I could see happening
1: so who who would you um, give comedy series to that's going to be Veep
0: uh, what if it's Barry I don't know I don't know if they're ready to give to officially make Barry their new Veep Veep came in a little soft uh this morning, I think it got nine nominations, which is fine. But it—I was really expecting it to pull up a lot of like supporting noms, and it really didn't break in anyone that it hadn't broken in before. Um, so, would it have ordinarily gotten more than this? I—I I was expecting more of a, I was expecting it to do more of a Game of Thrones final season thing. If you look at how many nominations something like Fleabag, a very small show with a very small cast, Got in five actresses. It's true. Got it did in better. exactly. Uh, you know, clearly there was momentum. room for movement in those categories, but it didn't get it. Hmm. So if it didn't go to Veep, it had to go to someone. Obviously, Barry well, wasn't was Mrs. picking It was
1: that got twenty.
0: True, but how many of that was below the line? Um, the production A lot. values are so high on Mazel. Yeah. yeah. Um, for that period piece, I do think that Fleabag holds the acting holds holds the at least the female acting categories right, right, ahead right. of time. And I think that they are going to want to give Phoebe Wallerbridge something.
1: Now, earlier, back to limited series, I would have said that Escape at Denamora was in the lead. But I don't think that's true. I think it's Chernobyl now.
0: I think so. I think so. I think it has been usurped by, by Just both by of time, those. by time, in a way. Well, Just that. By, it was
1: early. The other was late.
0: Exactly. And that is something I think that Mrs., you'll see Mrs. Maisel battle this entire season. Uh, You come in hot, right in time for the Golden Globe nominations. It gets you a win, but does that last into the Emmys if you actually have uh, competition like Veep? And now, Fleabag, Russian Doll. Um, Mrs. Maisel could be in a world of hurt if this is the new comedy landscape. So
1: I don't know what to do with lead actress.
0: I love it. I think it's a disaster, and I can't wait to see what happens there.
1: Because it's really not. I mean, I would. uh, If you looked at the performance itself, Amelia Clark as Daenerys really didn't have very much to do. But it could be for the whole year. I mean, the whole again for all eight seasons. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know who I give it to. You know, if you're giving it to Comer, that's most likely for the first season, which is not what she's nominated for. She's nominated for the second season. They always do that. Of course, they do. I, if I had to guess, I would say they give it to O again because yeah they could give it to O again i
1: <laughs> gotcha <laughs> i gotcha you I know, gotcha. You know and then works. among the men um i would have to th- you're probably right about Odin kirk being the one
0: i don't know like i i want to see how these what next don't got it that would be, what what would that like, be awesome I would be so happy what a moment I can't wait to see what in
1: some what fabulous he gown
0: I can't wait to hear what he says like in Philly Porter one I would not be mad about it maybe
1: that's it that alright then and then in a the comedy series that one is Julia Louis-Dreyfus who would finally beat her own record yes. if she won her and she holds the record for eight wins
0: she does she's tied with Cloris with Leachman her. right now she would beat her yes. right she would solidly move into the lead um, leaving the ball in Cloris Leachman's court Leachman is now ninety-three years old, so <laughs> never
1: count her out. <laughs> never, I would never
0: dare. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It's Julius to lose, and and has been for several years, I think. And I think it's Bill Hader's to lose too. I would agree with There's that. There's nobody to come close to him. No And man. then in
1: limited series, um, I know you and I are both very fond of Michelle Williams, but I think and Amy Adams, but I yeah. think it's Patricia Arca- and and then you have the literally two when they see us people knocking each other out as you said so maybe mm-hmm. it's Patricia Arquette who wins. Maybe.
0: I think it's going to be a really interesting phase too to see how play, who plays the game best uh, I guess the one thing on Patricia Arquette's side is she does have the double nomination yes. uh, so she's going to be working the FYC's overtime I assume um, we're just going to have to see I, I don't know we're going to have to put our ear to the ground and kind of feel how it all shakes out I'm going
1: to go with Jared Harris for the win on lead actor.
0: I don't blame you. He's lovely.
1: He's so good in it. I know. And he's so silently good. You know, he he has all these great reaction shots. Right. All right.
0: But well, we're not going to we're going
1: to save our uh, all the rest of it for later because we will dig in in a little more depth, but this is our prime time Emmy dissection for now. And I look forward to getting into it with you later.
0: Yes, I'm so excited, Anne. It's going to be amazing. Bye, Libby. Bye.